It is lights out, and away we go once again. Hello, racers. Welcome to episode 41 of the Harder Soft Formula One podcast. I am your host, Adrian Huff, and I'm joined by my co-host, RJ McCullough. What's up, RJ? Hello, hello. Nice speaking with you again. Yeah, episode 41. Uh, I guess I'd be remiss. I know it's been a long time. It's been about, what, two months since you've uh, gotten to see Max win a title and a... A race, so I know you were just starving for a victory, but congratulations. This is genuine congratulations to Georgia yes. winning the national championship. I know uh, generally, I don't mean this is a diss, generally you don't get like as into sports necessarily, but this one you were texting me like you were really into it, so <laughs> I know the game is a blowout, but uh, it was cool to see that you were really into it, so I'm happy for you, and it's cool, just good to see someone dethrone Alabama as like the number one team. So, I'll let you talk on that for a minute. Yeah, I would say undisputedly the best college football team. Um, <clears throat> pretty sure we're losing our quarterback though, Stetson. So that's yeah. it's going to be probably not a triple, not going to be a triple back to back. But it is very cool to get back to back championships. Of course, I'm from Georgia. I live very close to UGA. I very frequently visit Athens. I love it. I've been going to Athens since I was literally 10 years old. So very close to me and my family. My sister goes to UGA. So go dogs and fuck those Christians. That was a blowout, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that was uh, my whole family is Christian, pretty so brutal. It's not going to go pretty over brutal. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty brutal actual game. But uh, I was happy for you. And yeah, Stetson yeah. Bennett's like 25 years old. So it's about time he gets out of there. He's older than like, I don't know. Five or six NFL quarterbacks, like yeah. starting NFL quarterbacks. So it's about time he gets out of there, but good for him. He'll be a legend in Georgia forever. For sure. But uh, one thing I did want to mention, a bit of like on, a bit of sad news, that kicker, the Ohio State kicker, the one that missed and blew everything for Ohio State, he, uh, over the weekend, he committed to Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm, I'm not. It, I, I need to go back and look at my footage. I don't think I looked very concerned, but in my head, I was fully prepared for you to say the worst answer possible. Yeah. So. No, Jesus I wouldn't have brought it up Christ. like that. If, but yeah, anyway, I with that one. But yeah, he's uh, transferred <laughs> seemed, to. You were like mischievous with it. You were like, guess what he did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wrote it down because I was like, I got to deliver this perfectly. <laughs> so yeah, he's committed to Wisconsin, so he, he will no longer be there at Ohio State, and that's. Apparently he was really good before that, but hey, that's uh, that's sports. So, um, yeah. congratulations on that. But uh, yeah, I'm just some F1. We got a couple more livery announcements. We have a a new like first up, I guess, to look forward to. So there's actually only four teams that haven't uh, committed. <clears throat> so we've got Williams now February sixth. That's the earliest. Alpha Tauri, February 11th. Aston Martin, February 13th. McLaren, February 13th. Ferrari, February 14th. Alpine, February 16th. And then Red Bull, Mercedes, Alfa Romeo, and Haas are uh, still to be announced. So, um, yeah, obviously we have until February 23rd for the cars to actually roll out on track at uh, the testing, but that's always exciting. February 6th now is uh, the marker we have to look forward to. So... The McLaren date was, like, accidentally leaked by Lando, though, wasn't it? Did you see that? Well, they have it on here February 13th. 
McLaren. Yeah, I think I think. Oh, I didn't know that he was the one. Yeah, that I, it was probably it was probably a publicity stunt, but I mean, people are always comparing Lando to Tom Holland. So he was literally on. Pretty sure he was on Instagram Live or some sort of live streaming feed, and he pretty much just says like, I, th- "I think it's February thirteenth or 14th, and then he was just like, "Oh wait, I don't think I'm supposed to say that." <laughs> I think he does that a lot. Or guys he in does. F1 do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. they don't get. It's because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess what do they have to lose? Really, it's not a big deal. Exactly. Um, we have the uh, weekly countdown to Bahrain. So weekly countdown to lights out on March fifth, fifty three days. Wow, <clears throat> yeah, so close. Really? That means that actually is really exciting. So we're less than two months away from a GP, and mm-hmm. probably more than a month, but definitely less than two months away from another season of Drive to Survive. Ooh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even. Really thought of that, um, dude. I'm so excited. Like, oh, I bet you are. I, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely am. Yes, I will say. Personally, I did not like season four very much, just because it felt. It felt like it. Yeah, it was too much like Drive to Survive. I don't know. I I really liked <clears throat> as stereotypical and already memeable that whole show is like. I just love it. it. It's so badass, and you know, it's a really nice time capsule of 2018 onward. So, I'm very, very pumped, and I've been really making myself hold off on binging the show again. I want to try to wait until um, we get a little bit closer to the actual date for season five. But I mean, I've pretty much binged. Uh, the show every year since season three came out so i've mm-hmm. seen season one so many fucking times but i will watch it again 100 percent. i've got i want to watch max and daniel crash again for the <laughs> thousandth time <laughs> yeah oh man what a time uh yeah no, it'll, be, time. it'll be cool to see the behind the scenes stuff of the new cars and then obviously the uh daniel situation again yeah mclaren so <laughs> it'll be cool to see that i mean they're gonna have to heavy uh focus heavily on the storylines this year because the season itself is just a lot of Max. But Max said he's going to participate this year in Drive to Survive. So, but on his terms, um, on his terms. So <laughs> whatever the maybe fuck the that one means. Rebel episode will have. Yeah, I don't expect to see like them going back to his hometown and doing a sit down interview with mm. him and his dad. I don't expect to see that, dude. But, we uh, could. You could, but like, we I, could see a, we could see a Verstappen like puff piece. But. Yeah, him and his girl, and get. Uh, oh yeah, Kelly Pickett. Yeah, ah. get get that other Brazilian guy in there, <laughs> and they can just talk shit about Lewis. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, I hope not. He did you see? I don't think you have it listed here, but in another interview, he was once again talking about Lewis, and <clears throat> he pretty much was just like, he was like, I don't know why me and Lewis can't race like other racers. He's like, we always seem to end up in a crash in one way or another. And to me, that kind of <clears throat> made me laugh, even as a Max fan, because I was like, well, up until this point, I mean, I don't even know how accurate that is, because I think this year, specifically, Leclerc fought very similar to Lewis. They didn't end in a crash. Leclerc was very clean at the start of the season. Um, 
But, you know, Lewis is a, <laughs> excuse me, he's he, he's a hard pusher. Uh, that, uh, wait, that, that sounds weird. But he he's not going to give up. He's not going to give up the position like the majority of these other drivers are, knowing the power of the Red Bull. But Lewis will. So that quote just kind of made me laugh a little bit. I just thought it was a little ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're nicely tiptoeing around because you're a Max fan is that it's <coughs> Max's fault. It's all Max's fault. <laughs> That's what you're nicely tiptoeing around. Because, yeah, you could fight nicely with Charles or George even. But uh, when, I have, when Lewis, like we saw it in Brazil this year, he just, like, wasn't going to let Lewis go by him without crashing. So, yeah. Time for Max to take a look in the mirror. But what are you going to do? That's just classic Max. Yeah, I will um, say... I for sure agree that he he's definitely a hypocrite when it comes to Lewis. I mean, I mean you can be completely unbiased or biased. I think and agree with that. So, um, and I do think it's it does go both ways. But Max acting like you know he's completely blameless when it comes to all of their crashes, especially you know like Monza for example, I think is just a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But we also got a little, a brief update from Ferrari on one of your, uh, one of your other favorite drivers, uh, Italian Jesus. Giovinazzi. You have some Italian Jesus. He is uh, racing with Ferrari this season in their hypercar program. He'll be jumping behind the wheel of a Ferrari 499P in... WEC, I guess that's World Endurance something. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so the car, like the pictures of it, look really cool. Obviously, he looks fantastic. Majestic. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> let's see if there's anything else. Worth... Yeah, no, I guess that's it. He said he's uh, excited to be returning to the prancing horse. So... Giovinazzi will be back. He kind of blew his chance with Haas when he crashed in the testing yeah. last year, but uh, that's all right. He's he's back. He's still with with the Ferrari team, so at least he's doing something. Good, Good for, for him. him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not really too much else on that, but we do have some racing starting this weekend. Actually, you were the one that told me about this. The uh, 2023 Hancock Mexico City E Prix. It's Formula E, so it's. How would you describe Formula E? Isn't it energy? I, I'm electric, so yeah, electric, electric cars. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm very. They sound quite different. Yeah, uneducated when it comes to Formula E. I am as well, but I did do some looking into to it, and the only thing I really knew is that Nick DeVries came from there, and obviously he's up in F1 now. So he was there the last few years. He did really well. I think he won. That's but, awesome. Uh, I was looking at the roster to see if there's anyone we would know. And there was three guys that kind of stood out. Uh, Stoffel Van Doren. He raced... McLaren. Uh, in F1, yeah. He debuted... With Alonso. Formula 1, race debut in the 2016 Bahrain Grand Prix, finishing <clears throat> the points. The Belgian driver remained with McLaren until he joined Race Lab in October 2018. But yeah, he, uh, he started fired. as a replacement for Alonso. But yeah, so he... Was briefly in F1, so he's in Formula E. Dan Tictum, he did two. He's in the F1 video game. That's why I know this name. Yeah. He did two seasons in Formula Two, 
Um, he's a bastard. Had a victory in Wait, Silverstone. Is it, is it him? Is he the guy that like ran into someone last year? I thought that was like, him, but it, it might be. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna look that up really quick. Yeah, he had three victories in 2021 in Formula Two, um, finishing fourth and winning at Monaco. And then this other guy, Jean Eric Vergne. It's one of those names that I'd seen before, but I'd never pronounced out loud. So that was my attempt at. Um, so he has kind of an interesting little backstory. I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with this guy. So after winning the 2010 British F3 Championship, he made his Formula One debut for Toro Rosso, uh, test debut, and then he was in F1, earned him the opportunity to test with Red Bull Racing in Formula One, and he earned his promotion to Scuderia Toro Rosso. And then over the next three seasons, he took part in 58 Grand Prix in F1, scoring 51 points and securing a best finish of sixth. So not bad. But then it says, after a controversial exit in Formula One in 2014, he entered Formula E with Andretti, of all teams. But uh, So I had to see what it was that caused him to say, after a controversial exit. Um, so I looked at What was his name again? Really Jean-Eric Vergne. V-E-R-G-N-E. Um, so I couldn't really find anything too um, controversial, to be honest with you, other than that it was like... He was, it shattered his dreams and stuff. But um, So this one article says, uh, Jean-Éric Verne appears to have missed out on a Toro Rosso ski for 2015. Prior to Sebastian Vettel's shock Red Bull exit, Frenchman Verne had already been left out of Toro Rosso's team's plans for 2015. But then the team announced 17-year-old rookie Max Verstappen would join Daniel Kvyat next year. Yep. But when the Vettel news struck, Red Bull quickly promoted Kvyat leaving the 24-year-old still in the running to keep his Toro Rosso seat. Um, but then he was complaining that nothing would change it, and then they, it came down to, uh, it's presumed that they were going to name uh, either Carlos Sainz Jr. or uh, Pierre Gasly as the, as the instead of him. So I looked up the 2015 F1, blah, 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 and the driver they ended up replacing with was Carlos Sainz Jr. Hell back yeah. then it was Carlos. called... Uh, which, yeah, so their team, uh, then it was called STR Renault. So I guess something Toro Rosso, Scuderia Toro Rosso. Interesting. Renault. And, uh, yeah, it was Carlos Sainz and Max Verstappen. Hell yeah. And Max Verstappen finished 12th <clears throat> as a 17-year-old in Arena, uh, in basically the Alpha Tower. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive. Some cool names when you look back at those years, but uh, Lewis won that year, so that's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So that, uh, that was my little deep dive on Formula E. So that starts this weekend. The race is Saturday at 3 o'clock. I believe it says displayed in your time zone. So yeah, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Hell yeah. You want to check out some racing if you're missing some racing. Um, yeah, so you were the one that put me on to that, so thank you for that. Yes, going to figure out um, how to stream that because I'm not quite sure, but... Yes, right. we will, we'll try to give weekly updates on Formula E, but expect that to suddenly drop off once Bahrain <laughs> preseason testing yeah. starts. But we will continue to give occasional updates on like the season standings and just keep an eye on it. Because what caught my eye on it was a video, or what originally caught my eye that made me want to like check it out more. Because I have spent a good bit of time watching clips from all the for- different Formula series, but... The, the the 2023 Formula E McLaren car 
it's nice looking. It is it is a crazy looking yeah. car. So highly recommend you go to their Instagram and watch that video. It is insane. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing. Like they just sound so different. I remember last year there was one clip that went pretty viral. <clears throat> the race they had a race in New York City, and there was like, I think it was wet. Well, it must have been wet. And there was just a huge crash where it was one of those like ones you'd see almost in a movie where like, the one car crashed into the wall. And then the other car behind it skids and mm-hmm. crashes into it, which isn't cars. All the other cars behind that just to skid into that, that as well. Yeah, just some um, crazy shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that will be cool to watch. Um, if I can remember to throw that on amongst all the football going on, I will do that. Hell yeah. Uh, another story that you told me about <laughs> is more the wording of this. Um, <laughs> another Ferrari update is on our, our boy Binotto. Mattia. So, fill us in on the update we have got on. Mattia Binotto. Mattia. Oh, yes. Um, so, we sort of discussed previously on previous episodes, if you want to go back and listen, uh, we theorized where Binotto would go after, let's be honest, being fired from Ferrari after Vassour, uh was named, well, he was named his replacement afterwards, post this all happening, but Binotto was fired, and you know, with the whole um, team principal silly season debacle happening, we we de- we we debated like, oh, it'd be really cool if he went to Williams. But we now know he can't go to Williams, at least not until 2024, because he's being paid his salary for the 2023 season, but he's not allowed to go to any other Formula One teams or racing teams in that time period, I guess. So. And it's referred. They re, it is referred to as a gardening leave, like yeah. not a gardening leaf. It is a gardening leave. He is yeah. leaving for the garden, <laughs> yes. the Ferrari uh, garden. What a what a phrase! And that actually reminded me of uh, Red Bull initially saying that they went over their their uh, budget on catering and. I think it was gardening that they said as well. <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, so maybe that's just like a European term they use for like... Instead of we say like sick leave or... I don't know, whatever kind of leave, they just say gardening leave? Like, yeah. I don't know. What <clears throat> well, would you want... To, like, What would you want to be say if they were saying, Adrian's going for blank leave? What would you want to, to be called? Well, I know Christian Horner said that the the gardening... Uh, bill was because Sergio had a bunch of bills for a, a bunch of different hoes, so I think that would explain oh. the gardening bill. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Those hoes are expensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm t- I think yeah. my leave would be <clears throat> a tolerance leave. Tolerance? A okay. tolerance leave, because I need to step away to be able to tolerate uh, my coworkers. No, no shade to them. <laughs> but I thought you were about to say your co-host. No, and never. I would love to be able to spend more time with my co-host oh, in person, hopefully. <laughs> oh, one of these days. One, one of these, these days. days. Yeah, I was trying to think of something cool that would be like, oh, he went on like, I don't know. Like, can't think of anything cool. Can't, he can't went on it. a rock climbing leave. <laughs> He's gonna be rock climbing for some his sort of, duration. Some sort of leave, yeah. <laughs> he went on like a, yeah, he went on like an F one expedition leave. Yeah, he went on a Formula One media leave. That'd be cool. That would sound pretty cool. Yeah. Let's stick with that. I would love um, a Formula One leave. Fuck. Yeah, one of these days. 
One of these years. We'll get coming. there. We'll get there. Yeah. Perfect segue, though, because there is now a big void in the Formula One podcasting and general media, digital media space, because <sighs> W2F1, the we've talked about them before, like, admittedly, like, everyone, it's just like a known thing. They're the number one Formula One podcast. One of the number one, like, just places you go for mm-hmm. um, the uh, for F1 news and just yeah they have good videos on YouTube um, just down to earth like really good people that are just I subscribe to them I listen to all their episodes I have unsubscribed to them now because of this news that they are essentially recasting I don't know how yeah. you would put it really but I mean it seems like there's more to come but the way they wrote it on their site was yes it's true both Matt Gallagher and Tom Bellingham who were like two that started there's three people on the podcast, but it was two for a while. They yeah. added Katie, and Katie was like the, the did the website, but then she joined the podcast, and she's great as well. Yes. I guess she's staying, but Tom and Matt um, are leaving, and yes, it says, but we've got some amazing new additions for you. Uh, so basically, they've hired a team of TikTokers and YouTubers, social media people, yeah. uh, to run... <clears throat> A revamped WGF one um, hasn't been taken very well online. No, sort of like as I think you put it, like this was their fifteen minutes of fame. They at Formula One has gone to this huge boom, huge explosion <laughs> the last few years. Yeah, and this was their moment. Like they had it in the palm of their hands, and now like this is just yeah, they're just dropping subscribers and everything like flies. So. Um, yeah, what, what do you think? I mean, it seems like, obvious, well, it obviously seems like Tom and Matt have something else going bigger that hasn't been announced yet, um, so we'll see what that is. People would probably just flock to that, mm-hmm. but yeah, kind of out of nowhere, this news that for, for F1 fans is disappointing, but shocking and could be a big opportunity for other podcasts, but yeah, I'll let you speak now. What did you <laughs> think of this? I mean, yeah, I <clears throat> made a bunch of tweets from our Harder Soft F1 account. Uh, talking about how outrageous I thought it was and what a stupid decision. And here's sort of my quick thoughts on the whole WTF1 situation. I think, you know, if if the the two main hosts were primarily ready, if they had negotiated to leave, if, if they left on their own volition, I would support that. You know, it seems like they're going to be starting their own project or, you know, maybe who knows what they're starting. It's definitely going to be F1 related. But um, if that's not the case, I do think it is extremely unfair and unfortunate because I I didn't listen. I didn't listen to WTF1 like every single week. Um, I did really enjoy their podcast, though, when I did listen to it, because I specifically would like to listen after a race weekend. That was the that was the time I would listen to it. It was just really, really informational. <clears throat> and when we first got this show going, it really helped me gain not only like knowledge, but just sort of like a lot of like vernacular and verbiage about the sport. It's also just really entertaining because they're just three really nice. Uh, seemingly wonderful people so I think it's good accents yeah exactly very pleasing to listen to more so than me at least my goddamn American accent ah. yeah you got a you got a southerner and a Canadian eh 
yeah. someone up from Canada. Oh yeah. <laughs> people listening like people are listening from like I don't know a, a fair amount of our listeners are from other countries, so they probably love our accents or hate them. But hey, I hope so. I hope my whatever brings them in. I hope my voice isn't like grating to the ears, but. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not in support of this, and I did crack some jokes, but like, I don't want to throw hate towards the new hosts. But I mean, it does seem like they're getting people, you know, who don't necessarily have like a huge knowledge about the sport. But that's me being presumptuous, regardless of these people's qualifications. I just, I'm, I'm bummed out just because I'm definitely not going to listen anymore. You know, I, I, I. I I'm going to be completely honest about that because I liked the three hosts, especially, and it's, it seems like apparently um, <clears throat> the third host, Katie, is still working with W2F1, but they're just not having her be like a personality on camera. If that is the case, I think that's total bullshit. So, yes, yeah, I think she I she's a good uh, F1 reporter, journalist, personality, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, I think she. She should be leading this new team in. If the two main hosts did want to go do their own project, or if that's what WTF1 wanted, then Katie should be leading this new group in and being like, you know, sort of the head person. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. She's like extremely passionate. Like she always goes on huge long rants and stuff. It's, For sure. She became like a great part of the show. So it's weird that they didn't at least like try to slowly integrate these people in one at a time or something just to kind of drop this on your fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Sort of weird, but I guess maybe we'll find out more, or we will find out more as time goes by. Yeah. Um, the other, I guess, wrinkle to it is their parent company is Race Fans, correct? I'm not sure, actually. Okay, I think it's Race Fans, but I'm not sure, so I don't want to get misquoted on that. But I believe they do have like a parent company, so there could be something involved with payment, or if like how much of uh, who knows. Yeah, whatever the. Her Instagram side of it, and, so like her Instagram stories were great though on race weekends so when they were sending the three yeah. hosts. And Matt did that video mm-hmm. with Charlotte Claire when they were doing the mm-hmm. racing sim. It's just like that video yeah, got like a couple. Yeah, that video got a shit ton of views. It's like what? Yeah, yeah he's like friends with Charles now. I've seen even over the off season they've he's posted a couple of videos of them together. It's like that's rad. They're, they're, they're Jealous. Like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I know who would be. I mean, other than Max and Lewis, who would be like the one driver. You can't say Danny because he's not on the grid anymore. Who would be the one you'd want to have, like, oh, we're in with this guy? But I'll say, who would you want? Fuck, dude. That's really hard. Not Max or Lewis. I'm going to go. Can I pick? This should be a fucking podium. I'm going (laughs) to. Only one? Just one. You go first. And it can't be Charles because he's taken now as well. He's taken? Uh, Yeah, he's taken now. He's taken by Matt, so. Uh, I'm going to say, and this is a big career move, I'm going to say Oscar Piastri. Because if you get him now, and this he goes is, right to the top. This is to be friends? Yeah, that'd be like, he's yeah. our guy. Like, he'll come on the podcast, we can do videos with oh, him. Man. He's like our guy. Like, he would put a little uh, harder soft thing on the side of his car. Oh my god, a harder soft. Dude, what if they did our, our logo as their wheel rims? That would be fucking oh, badass. Um, Ugh. I, I'm I'm gonna go with his upcoming teammate and say Lando. Because right. Lando, he's I mean Charles and Max, they're literally my age, but Lando I think is one year younger than me. But it just he seems like a chill dude, and his Instagram, he's always doing cool shit. So that would be a blast. 
I think based off both of our answers there, we really need to start throwing our support behind McLaren this year. And I love really McLaren. Kind of, we, kind of become fanboys and try and get on their good side, PR-wise, maybe try and get some of their younger up-and-coming drivers on or something. Dude! Weasel our way up there. Dude, That's, yes, we once love Once Lewis McLaren. leaves, I'm a free agent, so... Uh, Hey, listen. You're we. You may love Lewis, and I may love Max, but listen. I am not. I'm not married to any team. Potentially, I'm. <laughs> no. In fact, we we could be a McLaren podcast. <laughs> hey, we could be bought. Listen, McLaren. There's a lot of money being thrown we around. Love, we out love there. you, Papaya. We we can be bought. Pretty. We, we can pretty We we don't even need to be bought. We can just be promoted. We, <laughs> you, can, be we can just be talked about. And we'll be on your team. So <laughs> yeah, we really wouldn't absolutely, take much. Yeah, and li- hey, also in our F one twenty twenty two two player career, we're McLaren drivers. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. It's just everything's just coming together nicely. In fact, so. for the rest of the show, I'm making the lights orange. Ooh, it's in honor of McLaren, is that baby. In honor of McLaren slash Max Verstappen's Dutch heritage. So, <laughs> for McLaren, that orange looks. I uh, can't see you at the moment, but I'm just gonna say the orange looks good on you. <laughs> you'll see it. You'll see it in post. And I will. I'll see you when I'm editing. That's red. Um, that's okay, orange. so that there was the WTF one update. Um, yeah, some I know it may not be the most interesting to some people, but they're, they're a huge player in the market, so to speak. So yes, yeah, I know we were. That was a big story for us. Um, now there's another story I actually wrote down well not I made quite a few notes for this one um, so I'll try not to go too long on it I'll, if I start feeling like I'm getting boring I'll, I'll move off it but this whole Andretti F1 story to me is, is getting very interesting because it's not only becoming if Andretti's going to get in with the team it's becoming almost a battle between like the FIA and Formula 1 itself um, sure so basically there was a really good article that the BBC did. I can post the link to it in the show notes um, for people that are watching and listening. But uh, I took some, like, the main points of it. So basically there's three. There's, like, what's the, what's the dispute about? What are the concerns about Andretti? And then who are the other rivals? So the concern or, like, the dispute between uh, Andretti getting into F1 and not is as follows. Um... So at its core, the row revolves around the desires of U.S. racing legend Michael Andretti to enter F1 with his own team. First, the 60-year-old... I thought he was older than that. The 60-year-old tried to buy the Sauber team last year. When that fell through, Andretti announced plans to set up his own team. That, too, was met with reluctance from F1's power brokers, who were not convinced the project was solid enough to add the required value to a sport that is experiencing a significant growth, especially in the USA. He was effectively told... Go away and find a car manufacturer to support your bid, and we'll look at we will look at it again. So that's exactly what he did. It was just announced that he landed one of the biggest ones, uh, General Motors, with and they're using the luxury brand Cadillac as the name. So yeah. it'd be like Andretti Cadillac. Um, so formerly the world's biggest car company and still one of the largest, uh, announced last week. It was joining forces with Andretti. So doing that, he felt he had basically done enough because um, even in the FIA, the president came out and said that. Like they, it's in the guidelines that they're allowed to have twelve teams. So there's no reason why they can't. But anyways, goes on to say that uh, Andretti felt he had done enough. The FIA also sounded convinced, saying last week that it was particularly pleasing to have interest from two iconic brands 
but F1 itself was lukewarm. It talked about the great interest in the project at this time, in the F1 project at this time in general, with a number of conversations continuing that are not as visible as others. But then the FIA itself kind of came back with Ben Suleyem putting out another statement saying, it is surprising that there has been some adverse reaction to the Cadillac and Andretti global news. We should be encouraging prospective entries from global manufacturers like GM and thoroughbred racers like Andretti and others, which the weird thing about that was no one was really saying, there was no like public uh, backlash to it. Everyone was saying it was positive that Cadillac was joining Andretti. Um, so insiders were so speculating that the tweet was likely in response to the cold response to the Andretti announcement from F1 and opposition to the bid behind closed doors from existing teams yep. who don't have an official say, but certainly have a powerful one. So their concerns, there's three of them. First one is that stakeholders have concerns as to whether, if this is a new team, that it should be the right team. And the key phrase that keeps coming up is whether they would add value. So there's a, a phrase here, and this is like, kind of sums up the entire issue that seems that they have with Andretti itself. Um, and as American, I don't know if you might, this is a little offensive, but so just bear with me here. Says, within F1, there's a general sense that many of those racing in America in categories where teams buy cars off the shelf and run them with fairly small scale operations don't quite grasp just how high the level is in F1, how complex the task. <clears throat> Basically, they don't think American people in America would really understand just how hard F1 is. Like, really, it also really sounds like it's a it. slight towards General Motors. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it kind of got, we kind of get to that a little circle back on that a bit because the second reason <laughs> is his decision to base the team in America rather than Europe, um, which kind of was the same decision that cost him. Some people think his F1 career in the first place. Um, one guy said it's an insane idea. Uh, to not have learned the lessons of his own brief flirtation with F1 as a driver. And this was news to me. Like, I knew he was obviously like a legend in IndyCar, um, but he raced for McLaren in 93 as Ayrton Senna's teammate, but was fired three races before the end of the season because of a lack of competitiveness. At the time, his decision to commute from the U.S. rather than base himself in Europe was regarded as one of the biggest stumbling blocks to success for a man whose ability was clearly not in question. So that's number two. And then, so that's just like not moving from to Europe, which I guess that's fair. And then number three is the way he handled himself. So apparently he had secret meetings in Miami with every team trying to get them to convince them to let him in. Um, the only teams that said yes were McLaren because he's friends and longtime business partners with Zach Brown and Renault because they were going to be the engine manufacturer. And then real quickly, um, there's a lot of other teams that want to get into. So that's kind of the, another issue for Andretti. Um, so last year, Volkswagen announced that it, both Porsche and Audi were planning to enter F1. Audi, obviously, is doing so with Sauber. Porsche announced that they were going to join with Red Bull, but that fell apart. But they're still yep. interested in getting into F1. And then the other big name in the picture is Ford, which is GM's biggest rival. So some sources say they're in talks with Rebel to do a, a similar deal with that Porsche had. Um, but then there's also... Sorry, I'll finish that point real quick. So there's some speculation that they're kind of trying to like leverage uh, Ford and GM against each other since they're rivals. Sure. Or if you get them both in, then that that'd be great. That seems like but, a little yeah. speculation-y, but I could see it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And then there's also a team, um, Panthera Team Asia, which says it is ready to enter the expressions of interest process. Um, so they, and they come with like a ton of money. 
there's also a lot more Saudi interests. So basically all of that, it kind of seems like they're being drawn into like a bigger power struggle amongst F1 and the FIA. And mm. I don't know if it's going that well as well as they thought, but I mean, uh, securing Cadillac is a big, big, obviously a big, big deal. Or I should say securing GM. Yeah. Um, so like as an American, what do you, if you could have only one car manu- American manufacturer, who would you want it to be? Who I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to r- rattle through <laughs> everything that you said. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean I I'm fine with Cadillac. I think so. To that first point, I think you made uh, the slight. That's just a slight against America. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't offend me. I'm not like no, I... sad or upset about it. I mean, F1 is a fucking. I love it. It's my favorite sport in the world. I would, I, I will, I will watch this sport until I die. It is extremely special to me, but it's also a pompous ass sport, and it was founded on wealth. And I mean, it even it, it's even more inaccessible to me now. But I mean, it was relatively accessible, I guess, if you lived around the tracks. I guess, like. You know, obviously, if you lived in Belgium, you were going to go watch Michael Schumacher and Spa, but it's, you know, as an American, it wasn't even televised. There's, you know, I think they did the Indianapolis, but, you know, nobody's going to focus on that except NASCAR. It, it I think it's just silly. And if, if he's, you know, that's just a really uh, negative attitude towards just America as a country, which is... It is what it is, but if it's a negative against GM, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, personally, I have driven Ford and General Motors vehicles. Uh, I don't think I don't know if this has anything to do with F1, but Cadillac is a luxury brand. Cadillac makes nice fucking cars. They make long-lasting cars. They make expensive cars. General Motors makes good cars. Not every car they make is amazing, but Ford makes shitty cars. I'm 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 just gonna be honest. <laughs> I've driven multiple Fords. I have loved my Fords, but and my Expedition drove like 275,000 miles. But it it had lots and lots of problems, and it just yeah. It if Ford is going to partner with Red Bull, I'm I'm totally cool with that. I think that would be great, especially for America. But Andretti potentially partnering with Ford, I don't buy into this whole the FIA or F1 is trying to feed into the rivalry. I, I, I don't see that. And um, to the second point, or to your other point about Andretti, you know, ruining his career by living in America and commuting, I, I feel like that is just a distraction. I don't think that matters. That has nothing to do with the deal now. Andretti's not the driver. He's just trying to fund this team and get it together. So I am for... <laughs> a very uh, excuse me a very rare occasion on the FIA side i think f1 and the f1 teams are just being gatekeepers that's the only way to put it i'm sh- like not shocked at all that christian horder and total wolf don't want another team in and in fact total wolf is quoted by saying if we're going to allow another team in that you know they need to it needs to be proven that they will bring in more wealth than will be paid out to them because he's worried about, you know, 
the year-end payout, basically, at the end of the season. So, that being said, I, I, I think it's a little ridiculous. Uh, I think Andretti deserves a shot if they have the funding. Um, and I also feel like uh, F1 is just really praying to God that they get one of these European brands coming to try to come into F1 like Jaguar mm-hmm. or Porsche, and it's not going to happen. It just isn't. So yeah. they need Jaguar's to... Jaguar's tried before. Yes, so. they need to put their prejudices or preconceived notions aside and at least let them have a shot. Yeah, I mean, Audi looks like is joining... <coughs> well, he is joining with Sauber, so that... It does like yeah. look like it's trending towards a good possibility, or at least a decent possibility, that we get... Um, it goes from 10 to 12 teams in 2026, at least like a possibility. Seems like the, that's at least what the FAA wants, um, yeah, whether the F1 wants it to happen. I mean, I could see team. 11 teams. Even 11, yeah, cause like 22 drivers on the grid. And, yeah, so it, it, Andretti, I guess, has as good or better of a shot than anyone. It seems like almost like F1 doesn't like the way they're going about it or that they're going trying to be too fast instead sure. of letting everyone else have a shot, but... Uh, you can't really blame Andretti for like he's jumped through every hoop that they've asked him to. Yeah. So um, hopefully, I mean, yeah. I mean, I personally don't really care if it's GM or <laughs> Ford or whatever the case may be. I would like sure. to see like a true American team in there. But I mean, yeah, it seems like Andretti really cares. And um, I guess that brings me to my last question to do with this is, I mean, he's already said he wants Colton Herta to be the guy that's the number one driver. Do you have anyone in mind that you would want as... I know it's early, but I have a list here of who they think is like the betting favorites. <laughs> Obviously, it's early. Um, Logan Sargent, Alex Palo, or Palo, Palo, yeah, Palo. the IndyCar guy, <clears throat> Danny Rick, Fernando Alonso, Sebastian Vettel, no. uh, Valtteri no. Bottas. No, Danny Rick. Yeah, Danny Rick, yeah. Danny Rick. That'd be amazing. Danny Rick and Colton Herta would just be like the coolest team. You will see. That could be our guy. You will see. I will wear a cowboy hat every episode if that happens. (laughs) Yeah, we can get Colton Colton back on. Yeah, current guest. Yes, go back uh, and watch. Uh, We'll put (laughs) we'll put the episode number on screen right now. But go back and watch that episode to see RJ's interview with Colton Herta. (laughs) But one, but yeah, we'll have to get another one next year. Yes, when they're back. Um, But moving on, we uh, we've got our. Uh, we've got to finish our driver's prediction list. I've got my list right here. Yes, we do. do you do you? I don't remember how we left off, but do you want to start I with your number five? Let's see. <clears throat> I think it's in run. Let me, me, you, you, me. Okay, so it's my turn. Mm-hmm. So my last, we left off number six for you was George Russell, Carlos Sainz for me, and now it's getting down to the nitty gritty. These are the big boys. The big boys. So, number five, 2022 Constructors Champion and Coster of Expensive Hose, as you said earlier, Checo. <laughs> Checo. Checo Sergio Perez. Yes. Interesting. Now, before I give my fifth pick, I was going to ask a question. And okay. if, if you're not okay with this, I completely understand. But there's two drivers on this list, and I feel like I have made a mistake with my placement, and I would like to flip them. 
I'll allow it because it's not our draft. So if you tried to pull this business in nope. the draft, I, I would I never be having to file a petition with the commissioner. Um, oh, but no. Oh, right I, now I'll allow it. Okay. What, what is your request, my friend? Who would you like to switch? In fact, you can just type it in on the list on the sheet there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm switching Nico Hulkenberg and Nick DeVries. Oh, okay, okay. That's way down there. That's fine. I thought you were about to switch, like, number, number six. Number six? That's what I thought you were doing, but no. Nope. No, I, 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 think, I, I think George is definitely going to do better than uh, Norris next season. Yeah, I know. I was thought, I thought maybe you were going to move George up the list or something. Maybe you had a, a light bulb went off in your head. Uh, oh, Mercedes, the team that I'm, I'm not going almost lie. every year. Oh, I, I considered it be good again this year. <laughs> oh, I I, I'm, I, I'm not lying. I'm not just saying this to please you in any way. I, I did consider doing that as well but i was like i haven't even said my fifth pick yet so uh <clears throat> we'll just leave it at that i'm going with carlos signs carlos carlos smooth operator yes all right signs <laughs> e all right typing in my pick you on our sheet again oh it's me again yes okay number four it is your number five sergio all right sense and then I have your number six Georgie boy nice this is my number four yeah I, can, I do feel like I undersold him a little bit but again this is on our draft this doesn't really matter this right. is just something fun for us to look back on at yeah. uh, the end of next season yeah get people get people thinking about the season you know it's coming up quick so. exactly I uh, guess it's me again yeah we go two in a row so I have number three so it's really getting into it. Matt's guy, Charles Leclerc. Hey. Charles Leclerc. Charles. Interesting. <clears throat> let's see let's see where you go with this, because I know what you want to do with this pick, but I'm gonna see if you actually did it. Go ahead. I So this came down to purely who I thought would be have a better car and I do think Mercedes is going to be much more competitive this season that being said there's lots of insiders lots of inside rumors that Ferrari's engine is even better than it was in 2022 and that it's going to be an absolute bomb so it's controversial but I'm going Lewis Hamilton, number three. All right. <coughs> you made me laugh. <coughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ferrari's engine couldn't really get much worse in terms of... That word bomb is just... They they could have used any word, but they chose to say bomb. I and, hope it's... Uh, yeah, they, they meant they, that in a good way. Yeah, it's going to keep blowing up like <laughs> Carlos just did in Austria last year. Then. Yep. They're in big trouble, but mm-hmm. hey, I, I respect the move. Let's let's go ahead and get your number two pick out of the way. That's gonna be Leclerc. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, my number two is a real piece of number two. 
<laughs> Maximus Verstappen. Ah, uh, Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, of course, the goat of all goats, Lewis. Yes. Hamilton. L- Leber Leicester. <laughs> uh, and yes, so Herbal that'll Leicester. put my number one as uh, Maxi Boy. So, all right. very interesting picks. Now, I'm not. I don't want to sell Hamilton short because I do think he's going to come back with a fury this season, and I think it, I do think it's entirely possible that he could get another um, championship. So, will that happen this season or 2024, 2025? We'll have to see. <clears throat> and number see. eight this year. Yeah. It's the year. Hopefully that Red Bull wind tunnel is because if it's yeah. if Red Bull drops to where Mercedes was last year and it's Mercedes versus Ferrari, I have all the confidence in the world that Lewis will come out on top. Now if it's straight up Red Bull is a little bit better than Mercedes and Lewis is on the back foot against Max, that's gonna be tough. But <laughs> we know if anyone can get under Max's skin, it's Lewis. Absolutely. So we're in for in for a great year. Um, that's obviously, um, that's been a lot of fun. So hopefully people listening had fun listening to that as well. Hell yeah. Um, another one of my, uh, so two just last quick things here. So I mentioned a couple months ago, maybe a year ago, that PJ Tour was getting into the, following the success of Drive to Survive, PJ Tour is getting into the game, doing the exact same basically thing, following around a bunch of players um, and making uh, theirs. I believe it's called Full Swing, I think. Um, something like that. And it debuts on Netflix February 15th. And like the list of players, it's like all the top players. And they also had that huge thing all year going on with that like Saudi Live Golf Tour. Yeah. And all that's going to be in it. So that should be really cool. It's kind of just cool in general that um, other sports are doing what Formula One did. Yeah. Um, so it'll drive even more eyes probably because people that like that will be like, oh, this <clears throat> started from Formula One. And then they'll go watch that. So I guess so. are there any other sports you'd like to see? Get the drive to survive treatment. Gosh. Or even like any like like even any outside of sports like any bands or I don't know some it can be anything I guess. Yeah, we've the NFL has been done to absolute death and even college football. Yeah. This is going to be such a such a out of pocket choice, but I would love to see like a behind the scenes like uh, time capsule day in the life of like a like a Broadway cast. Okay, okay. I could go for that. I mean, be so interesting. Anything with uh anything with the Netflix treatment, they just show you all the drama and stuff, so. And dude, kind of surprised they haven't done that for like a huge production, yeah. Broadway production. And theater people, nothing but drama. There you go. <laughs> so it'd be perfect. I'm there definitely go. going to watch that on February 15th though. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um we are gonna the Bernie Ecclestone documentary is out. I'm still trying to find a way to watch it for free. I might have to just get like the free trial on Discovery and watch it that way. Um, one last thing we had talked about. Um, we at the start we did hard hard driver of the week and soft driver of the week, and we kind of struggled it with a little bit with the terminology of that. So I think we discussed kind of when the season starts again, we're gonna do hardo of the week, which is just like whoa, hardo, but also like could be kind of cool, and then softy of the week. Um, so we have our, our initial hardo of the week, and just this headline alone. So Carlos Sainz Jr., or sorry, Sr., obviously Carlos Sainz's dad, legend in the, what would you call it, like rally car, whatever? Yeah, I would say so. So, so he was in the Dakar 
Le Mans. The Dakar Rally. And um, Car- here's the headline. <clears throat> Carlos Sainz Sr. flips his Audi Dakar car, gets airlifted to hospital, tells pilot to turn around, returns to race. <laughs> Absolute badass. Like, that's unbelievable. Um, he is he is a legend. That picture that uh, was posted a few days ago, I think I sent it to you, of uh, Carlos Jr. just sort of standing yeah. with his arms crossed, or he's just kind of like watching his dad replace the tire of this giant fucking car in the sand. It's like yeah. in full suit and helmet with his uh, teammate, or uh, I don't know what you call the guy that gives you like call-outs and directions, but his partner, mm-hmm. uh, so cool, so sick. Yeah. There's another cool clip of uh, his dad drifting, just like the coolest drift you'll ever see. Um, and yeah, I think Sainz, his dad almost got in trouble because Carlos Sainz Jr. like closed the door for him or something, and huh. you're not supposed to touch. Uh, but uh, yeah, it said the Sainz reported chest pains after the shunt, because he had a little crash in yeah. the rally, which happened just six kilometers into the 358-kilometer special stage. Jesus. As a result. The Spaniard was lifted to the local hospital for checks, and it was assumed that the crash would end his campaign. However, he reportedly changed his mind halfway through the journey and asked <laughs> the helicopter pilot to turn around and head back to his car. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, that's wild. Um, so, I guess if we're doing initial hardo of the week, I'm going to throw in... Um, now, we're, we're in the trust tree here, right? We're in the trust tree? We, oh, yeah, absolutely. You trust, you're not, this isn't going to... All right, so I'm going to nominate myself as the the first softie of the week. Uh-oh. Because now I haven't been sleeping very well lately, but when I do sleep, sometimes I sleep for a long time and I, I sweat a lot. So the other morning I woke up after finally getting a good sleep. It had been a while and I rolled over, got out of bed and I was a little little moist. So like, oh my, a lot of sweat last night. So uh, I get out of bed, stand up, only to realize that I, RJ McCullough, a 31-year-old man shit the bed. No! I, I, I pooped the bed. You did yeah. not! I did. I did. What? And I'm admitting it on camera right now for the world. Everybody poops. And I, unfortunately, woke up with a little little bit of poop in the bed. So, you've got a couple of good years left, my friend, but... Then my uh, asshole I'm is going to stop working? It's just going <laughs> to... You wake up one morning, think it's oh, that's a little, little moist in here. <laughs> it's not sweat. You didn't pee either. So, yeah, I so Carlos Sainz Senior, Hardo of the Week, RJ McCullough, Softy of the Week. That's uh, that's all I got for for this week, Adrian. I'll let you take this off. Me too. <laughs> God, I'm gonna per- I'm right. gonna compare you to the drivers that pee in their racing suits in the races. Hey. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. My body was like, nope, we're gonna keep sleeping. We're just gonna get rid of this thing. We're gonna keep sleeping. I hope so you got rid of those been, sheets. Oh, the sheets is yeah. Oh god, it was a disaster. So those sheets are gone. New sheets, fresh sheets. Oh my god, it's all, it's all good now. It wasn't. It wasn't like a murder scene or anything. It was just a little, little squirt. But hey. Oh god. But uh, we're in the trust tree, and I, if I was gonna tell anyone, this was the place to do it. So yeah. Yeah, and this will this will just stay between me and you. Yeah, you're not going to make a clip of this or anything. Like, no, and no people aren't going to listen to this on Spotify. Saying. or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, you know what? If this is what sends us viral and me pooping myself makes us go viral ah! and gets the podcast to another level, then hey, that's, what, that's what's got to happen. That's what's got to happen. It's not F1. It's shit. 
<laughs> I love it. There you go. There you go. Oh, all right, that's God. it for me this week. That's it for me, too. Thank you all for watching or listening or if you're watching on your TV or in bed or on the toilet or if you're doing both in bed. It doesn't matter. Thank you that's right. for listening or watching. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HarderSoftF1. And listen and watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. We'll see you guys next week.